Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And welcome to episode 97. <laughs> and on this episode, it is part two of this Kevin Hart uh, series, I'm assuming. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit more about the Kevin Hart pivot interview from uh, How to Reinvent Yourself, the true death of brands. We'll get into that. And then, of course, we had to touch on that Jay-Z interview about just wanting to be in the space. Mark Wahlberg said something really dope about waiting for success. There's a lot of things we're talking about today. Uh, Moose, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, you know, when everyone talks about the big decline or why someone had a lot of success and then failed, this episode is going to reveal to you the reason why. So, yeah, y'all got to tap in with this. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And of course, shout out to all our audio listeners, all our viewers, whether you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're watching this from, we appreciate you. And this is powered by Ecamm Live, the number one all-in-one uh, live streaming platform, which really does everything for Nikki and Moose, from pre-recording to live streaming to audio isolation to transitions. We barely edit this podcast just because of Ecamm Live. So if you want to try it out for 14 days, go to www.nickyandmoose.com slash Ecamm, E-C-A-M-M, and you can have a podcast that kind of looks and sounds like us too. So shout out to Ecamm. Shout out to Ecamm. First and foremost, Moose, how are we feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Thank you. Uh, how do I feel today? Uh, well, we're recording in, in the day, so it's a little it's a little bit of a difference. So okay. I, I want to say my, my energy, uh, my energy feels good. My energy feels good. I'm excited. And I just think this episode is going to be really incredible, honestly, because we don't really talk about this topic. It's one of those taboo things where it's like, oh, no, 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 don't, don't talk about that. That's, 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 that's not something we want to talk about. Right. Uh, so I'm excited to tap into this, uh, especially for our community, too. This is this is a fact. Um, I'm dealing with uh, after birthday vibes. Yeah, you know I mean, when by the time you hear this, my birthday's done. But it's my mom's birthday. Hey, happy birthday, mama. Right. Her birthday is a uh, when whenever you're listening to this, August eighth. So everybody show love to mommy. Um, she's the number one fan of uh, Nikki and Moose. So that's the whole vibe. The, so um, the most highly reviewed oh, uh, person too. Absolutely, I mean, she gives a review after every single episode and live. Absolutely. So for those of you who are not leaving reviews, y'all slacking because Mama Sanders be on it. She be leaving <laughs> review after everyone. Right. 
So leave a review, people. Leave a review. Yeah. But uh, we got a lot to talk about. Shout out to moms. But uh, let's get into this. Uh, let's get into this joint. So been doing this episode is a little bit of like reflection I've seen on kind of my journey. Because remember, this was my birthday. So there's two topics here that I'm like, oh, yeah, we got to definitely hit on. The first one is inspired by Jay-Z. Um, he said this fire quote on uh, Kevin Hart's uh, Heart Heart to Heart show, right? That is on Peacock. And it has changed, like, how I'm branding myself. Almost how mm. I'm a little bit branding our podcast too, but uh, being more of an understanding for people than just putting out everything. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you guys listen to it and then we're gonna break this down. Think about this younger generation, they they have they have the information, right? Because it's at their fingertips, right? They are bold, right? Because they they believe they have more information than us at that time. And mm what -hmm. in, in some ways they do. You know, but information without understanding is nothing, right? Because on the on the, on a cigarette box, it has this can kill you, and people still smoke. So it's not just information. That'd be understanding of information and who is coming from. Wow. So I'm gonna let you go first because I I'm gonna go in on this one a little bit. Yeah, no, I I mean honestly, I've listened to that whole interview. Definitely, that's probably the one that stuck out the most, uh, just because. It's true. The you know, there's a quote that says, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but it talks about how the younger generation usually thinks that they can learn nothing from the older generation, and the older generation thinks the younger generation is useless. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to get ahead, both generations need to work together because there's the wisdom of the you know the wisdom of the elder and the 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 young people's energy, as Common would say. So it really is a mixture of the two, and I don't know that we've ever faced a time in. I'm going to just say, at least in my lifetime, where the two generations really tapped in together. There's mm -hmm. always the, oh, what are you guys listening to? This music is trash. And then there's the, I don't want to do that. You don't know what you're talking about. You didn't even have internet when we grew up. You know, there's always that. I think people of our age have a really unique experience because we grew up without internet, but we also got introduced to the internet. So we actually know what it's like to not have it and have it. Right. This next generation only knows the best of the best technology. So they didn't have the flip phones and the, the Nextels and the Blackberries, and we might be aging ourselves a little bit, but I'm just saying that that's what it is. So I like what he's saying in, in the sense of, yes, it's important to know, it's important to have information, but at the end of the day, without experience and the right source of who this information is coming from, you can't really get ahead. So I, I just process it simple like that. You got you to gotta get the generations to work together. But on top of it, you got to really know where the, the information is coming from and know how to make use of it. So I'm going to be honest. I didn't even think about, like, the generation talk. I literally stuck on that whole information without understanding is nothing. And hence why... There is probably a like crazy amount of brands and businesses, but there's only a few that truly stand out. And I'm going to speak more on a 
those people who hit more of a informational and motivational side of things, right? Uh, if your brand fall, falls under those two categories, right? Um, and your brand doesn't provide a level of understanding for your audience, you're going to look like everybody else. There's so much information out there on a motivational standpoint, there's so much motivation out there, but if you're not giving the understanding, the how part in a sense of like, you know, I'm breaking it all the way down for you, for you to get it. And maybe even your kids to get it right. Mm -hmm. That's what people lean more onto. So like, I'm, I've been big on now this whole, like, I'm trying to be the source of understanding when it comes to this branding and social media game. There's a lot of information out there, right? There's so many different things, but, and even with this podcast, there's a lot of interviews out there, but if you're not getting the breakdown of what this really means for us, and you're not really understanding how it applies to you, you're going to seem like every other podcast. You're going to seem like every other brand. You're going to seem like everybody else. And so people seek for understanding, right? That uh, we covered it in one of the episodes with 19 Keys where he was like, yo, we just have an overflux of information. Like we're just in that informational era that we don't, where before we were seeking information, like we, we would, that's, I, I think that's where, like, I want to get, you know, uh, I want to get in the room so I can get the information, right? Mm-hmm. Now the information is out there. You don't have to go into certain rooms. You got to turn on certain YouTube channels. You got to listen to certain podcasts, right? But it's those people stick with, with the brands and the, the uh, people who allow them to understand it in a level that makes sense. And so now I'm moving more on how can I be the source for my industry, for my niche? How can I be the source of understanding? Because if I can't, I'm just going to be another place that has a whole bunch of information that you have to dissect and you probably will get frustrated eventually down the line. I want to know what what is this, who is it for, and how can I understand it and apply it to my life? So just that little part, I was like. Yeah. No, that's fire. That's fire. Yeah. Let me ask you this, you know, Mm -hmm. on this point of understanding, because I feel that the pressures of building a brand online or even just getting your business message out there today is that you're competing for the attention. Mm-hmm. And so you feel that you have to drop the best bar. You have to say it as quickly as possible. You have to capture attention right off the bat. You got three seconds, five mm-hmm. seconds, whatever it is. Yeah. But when you think about understanding, understanding happens through listening. Yes. Understanding happens through investing time to really teach the basics, the principles, and build on it. How do you think people can leverage this principle considering the truth of what the platforms are today. We talked about it last episode with the algorithm and stuff. Yeah. But what, what are some ideas to, to deliver understanding, but not feel like you're going to get beat because you're about to deliver something that is 
the real nitty gritty? Um, it, it has to be a balance of what the platform wants and what the audience truly needs. Right. So like you said, the platform, because of our attention spans, really focuses on short form content. You're not here to read a whole novel or anything like that. You're here for really quick type information. Right. So that's more I look at it more like bait. Like you got to have bait for your true uh, information and understanding. So you bring them here. This is what you need to know. This is what you need to know because information still does attract people, right? They know they need this information. It's never like, do you need it? You know, you need this. So let me give you the quick tips here and there, boom, boom, boom. And then let me direct you to a place that is going to give you a deeper understanding, whether it is a, uh, a long form video f- as, as far as a live or a pre-recorded video, whether it's my website, whether it's my book, whether it's my course, whether it is a live event, right? The, the small, the short form content that we love and we see and that platforms are pushing because of our attention span is only bait. It is not the core of it. it is only bait to bring you to somewhere where you can get a better understanding of what you just saw. So it's, it's more of a strategy than necessarily, uh, end all be all. Yeah, that's good. I like that. So, uh, you clearly see that we're, we're kind of in the Kevin Hart productions, right? Cause that came from heart, uh, uh, heart productions, heart to heart. Now, let's go back to the pivot, right? And how do we, if we just talked about being the understanding and being the source, how do we continue to stay relevant? How do we, as brands and businesses, still stay true to ourselves, but still stay uh, relevant to what's happening within the times and Kevin Hart spoke about this on the pivot. Let's talk about it. Comedy, it's changing. Those doors are open because people figure out ways to change the locks and open them up again. I'm just changing the locks and open up again. Chappelle, rock. Like we, we you're, you're seeing an energy that's constantly reinventing a thing that has been around forever. But if you don't have the talent and understanding with the talent, of how to create, recreate, and move and operate so that it's fun and that it seems new and energized every time, it will be stagnant. I knew that understanding word is just amazing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Two key words he said. In order to reinvent yourself, you need talent and understanding. Two key words, right? Not one or the other, right? Not just passion, talent, and understanding. Like, we we have to look at these two things as far as I want to stay on top. I want to stay relevant. Not even may, maybe necessarily on top, but I want to stay relevant in the game. 
And I have to understand that it always evolves. It's never going to necessarily stay the, t- the same. So my talent can only take me so far in a certain season of my industry. It's going to be my understanding of the industry and understanding of the times that is going to continue to help me grow over and over again, whether it is from a in-person standpoint, a digital standpoint, whether it is from a, you know, a style standpoint, right? You constantly have to have those two things intact. Now, I do want to talk about what are some of the things that we've seen that brands have successfully and businesses successfully reinvented themselves over and over? Because I believe the, uh, the thought process to some of reinvention is just a, maybe a total rebrand, right? And, mm-hmm. and we've covered it on a YouTube Live where a rebrand is not just let me change the front face of things. Let me change the logo. Let me just change the look and cool. We're here. There's, I believe insider language that changes within our industry at all times. Right. If we, if we come from, let's say for those who understand slang, right. For those who understand or have a, a knowledge of it, we know Throughout the years, slang changes and we have to continuously keep up if we want to seem relevant, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing when it comes to the brands and the business side of things. The insider language, because each industry has certain type of language that changes within the season, right? So we have to have that that ear to, to the streets as far as our industry of what is, what do we need to know? What type of lingo we need to know? What kind of vibes we need to know when it comes to our stuff and how can we apply it into our own brand? Because if not, then we're going to seem like the old people in in the industry still using old insider language, right? Just like how some people grew up, just old slang, like it doesn't make sense anymore. What? It, who says that anymore? Who does yeah. that anymore? And so I think one of the things, and kind of go back and forth. Like one of the things is definitely understanding the current insider language of your industry. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you know, a lot of people get stuck in their their own way of doing things mm-hmm. and that's the truth you know not the the concept of we appreciate how we do it and we don't want to change because it's how we are you can kind of get stuck in that limbo so yeah. you know when you think about well what is the one with well, the one constant what is the one thing that we know for sure is going to happen we know for sure change is going to happen Change is the one constant. So when someone gets stuck too far into their own ways because they've had success, right? They're seeing success. It is so difficult. And it's actually a really dark hole to fall into because you get too comfortable being there saying, well, what's the point of changing? Do you know what I've been through or do you know who I am? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. 
You've been through a lot. It's valid. We totally understand. But guess who doesn't care? The consumers don't, right? People want, they want what is for them. So you can't teach or, or we can't say, hey, you have to speak the other person's language. You have to give customers and clients what they want, but you're not willing to compromise in some areas. And I think ultimately a lot of people need to remember there's a difference between changing and upgrading or becoming better and innovating. We're not saying, when, we, when you hear us talk about change and you need to have this understanding and be more creative or just find ways to better connect with people, we're not saying change who you are. We're not essentially saying your brand or your business needs to become a different thing, a different, believe in something different. We're just saying your method for delivering what you believe has to be different. Right. It has to be unique to the way people are receiving it now. So yeah, I, I would say from my end, it's so difficult that when you've had success or you're comfortable doing something one way, you almost get stubborn. You're saying, what's the point of changing? Well, the point of changing is that change is constant. Things are always evolving and you have to deliver it to people in a way that they're receptive of it. Because I do believe it's all needed when you, know, when you talk about even motivation and education. It is needed. We yeah. know we need that. But how are we doing it differently to connect with, let's say... I think of Bronny James as someone who's really leading that next generation. Mm -hmm. How do we deliver it in a way that that is is maybe interesting to him, where he's wanting to get behind it and and tell the people who are following him, hey, this is the way. You know, when he starts embracing those messages or people like him of the next generation start embracing that that kind of message, that lets you know that we're doing a good job or your company, your brand, your business is doing a good job of extending the lifeline of that business. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say my my last one would be um, st staying in tune as far as what's actually happening. Like, whether it's events, whether it's new videos, pretty much staying in tune. Like, people will say, like, always keep you a youngin close to you. That's, That's kind right. of doing what you're yeah. doing, right? Um because at the end of the day, it really boils down to like being open to feedback, right? Are you, are you open to what maybe some of the new people that are coming into the industry have to say and offer, right? Are you also immersing yourself in the actual industry as far as just the current uh, events that are happening, the current uh, you know, content that's coming out and things like that. And just seeing and being more of a fan of the industry than necessarily always trying to run the industry because you're going to come in with an open mind of like, oh, they do it this way. How can we apply this over here? Oh, they do it this way. How can we apply it in, in our kind of circle, in our kind of company? And I think this is something that has to be at least, I would say maybe once a year minimum that you're getting back as if you are starting brand new and, and getting in the mix of certain things, regardless if you're an introvert, extrovert, there's virtual events, you know, there's pre-recorded stuff to watch, read, things like that. But seeing who's new coming up 
and not looking at them like, oh, they're new. They don't know anything. It's like, oh, they're new. What fresh stuff do they come up with? What kind of different mm-hmm. perspectives are they bringing? What kind of uh, energy are they bringing into the industry that maybe we have to pay attention to that at the end of the day, can we use this? Can we not? Can we collaborate? Can we not? So I think, you know, always yeah. uh, for for how we say, always having a youngin in, in near you, but mainly just always staying in tune with the new stuff that is coming out is going to help you kind of reinvent yourself over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's probably in line with where we're going next in terms of the next topic or the next videos, but mm-hmm. it's just this idea of try, don't be threatened. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and again, we're, we're so uncomfortable with this idea of change that anything new is a threat to us. We think that if, if you succeed, that means I fail. And so we're saying, no, 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 no. I, I don't want you to win. I don't want you to enter. I, I don't even want to adapt to you or maybe follow after your ways that could be working because that means maybe I'm, I'm giving you the ticket or opening the door for you to enter as opposed to saying, well, let me try. Again, I got to go back to the only constant is change. So I get the idea of us being uncomfortable with change, but from time to time, we have to be willing to try and not feel so threatened by everything. So that's got to be, that's a good reminder, I think, for everybody to really walk with you. Heck, even myself, like, hey, just try something new from time to time. It's all right. Thanks. Now, what is the true reason for uh, the death of a brand, right? What is the true reason? I'm going, I'm going really dramatic yeah. with this one, <laughs> right? Um what is the the true reason of the death of, and we kind of alluded to it to the after show of just kind of maybe just the death of certain collaborations, but what is like the true death of certain brands and businesses is something that we've covered here a few times, but we got to scream it to the world and there's a viral video going out right now that uh, Kevin Hart did um, about ego. Ego is the true death of a brand and a business. Um, and let's just get into that. No egos with real success and real f-ing moves. The real ones, the real ones, there's no egos because collabs are collabs that don't question where I stand and what I am. There's nothing about the next person that's going to affect or rock my world. And before we get into conversation, I want to give a quick example, just a quick example Mm -hmm. of how this applies. New York hip hop was destroyed single-handedly by ego. The South saw how we it up. Being in Atlanta, and they clicked up and said, We're not gonna make that mistake. We got Rockefeller, we got Rough Riders, we got the Terror Squad, we got G Unit, we got Dipset. As soon as it started getting hot and getting a different type of money, everybody started feeling like they that person, they that guy. There's so many kings in New York, even me. Every week, somebody said they was the king. And so that's all ego. It up your ability to work with each other, to get money with each other, to embrace each other, to come up. 
that's that's so real. I, I think I even forgot how many hip hop groups were trending and rocking at one time. You know, when he puts it like that, it's like, wow, there really was a lot. And and a lot of people were seeing success from that. But yeah, this is this we might sound like a, a broken record with 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 this idea or this concept that where we're going, but we have to, and, and for those of you who are not a part of the after show, just a slight plug, man, go tap into the after show because I think last week's after show, we really dove into this topic mm-hmm. as to even some things that you can do to, to really help, maybe help yourself avoid running into these challenges or issues. But let me just start off by saying this. You're not a bad person if you have a, a, a larger ego or you have an ego or you're dealing with an ego, right? We as humans, I think we're born with it or we we naturally adapt it or, or grow into it just as we develop because we're not as uh, intentional or conscious about living selflessly. But especially for people of our community and our culture, you have to remember that the essence of it all comes from this idea that there is a set number of things and that there can only be one number one. Mm-hmm. Which is true. I mean, if you think about just how certain things are programmed, there's only one top student award. There's only one highest paid person. There's only one championship team. So, of course, there's this concept of, well, if I'm number one, there's no way you can be number one. And if I let you be number one, then I can no longer be number one. But I think we fail to realize that we, because especially in, in a creative space, there are different categories of number one. Mm. You could be you could be the top hip hop. Maybe you could be the top rapper. Right. There's just different categories or different areas that we can be number one in this concept of picking your lane or staying true to your, you know, yourself in that sense. So I, I do have to say from from a ground up or from an inside out approach, it starts with with this with us getting over this idea that there can only be number one or that if I let you in, that means I can no longer be on top. As opposed to say, no, let's make room. Let's embrace the challenge of figuring out how can two people simultaneously grow. Again, for a lot of these challenges that we're trying to to solve and and forget your own brand for a moment, forget your own business for a moment, but just think of culturally uh, uh, the the challenges that we face as as a specific group or, or group of people, those challenges are not going to be resolved by just your brand alone or your business alone. It is going to take a collective of people rallying one agenda and finding ways to work together to say, oh, this is how we continue to push the emblem to maybe challenge each other to get better, but not have to compete with one another and eliminate one or the other and that we never really get to grow and affect a larger group at scale. So yeah, that that is uh, that ego, man. That's that's no joke. So you know how to look up the word, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we as humans put a a negative vibe to certain words, right? So I was mm-hmm. I looked up the word ego and I looked up the word pride, right? So ego, very simple, a person's sense of self-esteem or importance. Right. Hence why ego could be you can have a healthy sense of of ego because all it is is a sense of self-esteem or self-importance. Keep it that very simple. Right. Now, pride is a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction 
derived from one's own achievements, the achievements of those with whom one is closely associated or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired, right? So both have a positive situation going on with their meaning. Now, what we do is we OD with certain Mm. things, right? Um, and in, in these examples that, that we heard, one thing that Kevin Hart said that sticks out to me is like, you want, you're never going to question who you are just because you're collaborating, just because you work with a team, like, I'm going to get into situations that know my worth, know my value, know what I do, skill-wise, all that great stuff, and there's nothing that is going to compromise that. So I can work with anybody because I know who I am. And the people around me know who I am because I don't get into a situation that has to question that. When money and uh, achievements get in the way of why something is not working anymore is not because they have too much ego, right? It's all because they have a lack of confidence. Mm. I don't think I could beat this person. I don't think I can do this, but now I need to prove it. So my self-esteem and my self-importance can go up because clearly in this situation, someone's getting more shine, more, more money, more, uh, like accolades. They're getting more. I'm part of it. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a part of it. My name gets thrown in here, here and there, but they're getting more. Like I want to be in that position. So I'm going to get out. You should be able within that same position to still stand out. Yeah. It's either one is one or two things. I can still in the position that I'm in still stand out in my own lane in this particular position. Right. Or I understand the bigger picture and it's not about a person. It is about a goal. If the goal is met, Everybody is winning. It's a selfless situation. What was the reason why we became a team? Why? What was the reason why we became a brand? What was the reason why this all came together? Let's remember that particular reason and not particularly who's doing it, but why, why did this come together? This came together for this reason. Okay, stamp it somewhere. Put it somewhere. But... Because people move off of a sense of lack, right? That's where it gets a little bit disgusting, right? So even a transparent moment, even with myself, there was a situation to where we came together. It was a great part. And I'm not talking about Moose before anybody's like, oh, you getting transparent about Moose? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, 
became into, uh, you know, teamed up, did something. And then when there was a good amount of money that came in, oh, you saw true colors. Oh, no, I need to get paid more. What? The goal was to do this. The goal was to get this, this situation and continue to do this for the long run. You're concentrating on the thing right now because you're moving off lack or survival. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's the, what's the, by the way, mic drop, bomb, explosion, gunshots, the whole nine. You absolutely demolished that. I thought that was phenomenal. <laughs> that, that was really good. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, I, I will say this, and, and just to play uh, like uh uh, 19 key says god's advocate for a moment okay uh the 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 other side of the the other side of the and this is this is i'm actually coming from this this is this is, this happened to me and and i caused it i i was i'm not necessarily i was the one to blame that's that's probably a better way to say it. i was okay. i was the one to blame for this uh and just a quick note the truth is a lot of us don't have that type of relationship with ego not the way the definition says it a lot right. of us look at ego as an alter ego. Yes. Uh, the way we think of ego, we think of it as an alter ego. We think of it as an act, uh, a shield, some form of superhuman construct that we have to display mm -hmm. so that people don't get through our core and hurt us or right. impact us. So right. it's always coming from that. And that's where the lack comes from. That's where this idea where I think both you and I spoke about it, we think that there can only be one number one and that everyone poses a threat to our greatness and our success. When in actuality, if you really, if you really take it from an inside out approach, th there's nothing about the world that's limited. Nothing, right. nothing. There's not, a limited, there's not a limited amount of homes. There's not a limited amount of trees. There's not a limited amount of cars. It's, everything is unlimited. Mm -hmm. But something about our minds can't conceptualize abundance, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but that, that definitely is a challenge. The other side of it, though, just to, to speak to the downfall, yes, people will sometimes say they want more money, but the truth is, and this is, this is where I'm saying I went wrong and, and, and made this mistake in the past, I stopped carrying my weight. Mm. And, that's, and that's a part that a lot of us, and that's why I say, when you are only building your brand or your business for yourself and you achieve that goal, you don't have the same level of drive that you did when you started. Right. You stop moving with the same level of urgency or you stop making the, the sacrifices or uh, acquiring or going after the growth that you once were chasing because you got what you wanted. You, you feel good now. Mm -hmm. So you stop doing what you need to do to continue growing and expanding with the team. So you think that, and by you, I mean I, you think that, man, this person is being selfish. Like, how is he going to come and take a half? Because that's actually what happened. Took a half of the percentage that I had because in their eyes, they were doing more. Right. For me, for me, it's 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 kind of that, right? Man, that's selfish. Why would you do that? But then when I look at it, it's like, damn, but you did stop carrying your weight. Mm. You 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 didn't grow and evolve with the growth of the team and what was happening at the time. This is way back too. It's like a funny example, but it was a good story for me to say a lot of this stuff is not etched in stone. 
And, and, and my question to you is, how do we pose, say, a healthy, a healthy balance, uh, uh, a, a healthy, challenging or competitive environment where team members don't feel threatened, but they feel, oh, OK, this is where we are next. Challenge. Right. Right. So so no one because that, that's what happens. It's it's I'm growing. I see you don't want to grow. I'm like, ah, whatever. I don't want to deal with that. So so you really put someone out or expose them to some of the downfalls that can happen from people breaking up for money or people not wanting to longer work together because they feel the creativity is not being expressed, et cetera, et cetera. We've heard it said in many different ways, but ultimately another way we could probably say it, it might rub some people the wrong way is that some parts of the team grew faster than the other. Yes. And we have examples of that close to us that show it. That's like, ah, yeah, no, let me just push you away because you're not growing as fast as I am. Yes. As opposed to thinking about, we're team members. Let's figure out how we can continue to help you grow so that we really move together. I think it's always of a reminder of what the big picture is and what is it, what, not the goal, but what is the, what's in it for them? That's it. What's in it for them? And maybe that's only when, when we're talking about team wise, um, or collaboration wise, like maybe that's a quarterly thing. Um, you know, every quarter, I, I think this is why big corporations do quarterly reviews, you know, yeah. kind of just like, Hey, where, this is where you're at. Right. But like he, here, not, not even a quarterly review on what they're doing, a quarterly review on why are we doing this together? Why mm -hmm. is it important that we're doing this as a whole, as a unit? And then, like, here is our intentions of you being here, right? But did your shift, being open to that too, did your shift? Because as time goes, we already understand certain expectations change, we see certain things, we come into it one way, then we get exposed to what the situation is. And now we're like, wait, hold on. Mm -hmm. And that's normal. That's fine. It just needs to be communicated because if it's not communicated, then it starts to become this very ugly ego that we see in all these different groups, these different teams, collaborations. This is where we see the fall of certain things like, and in that, you know, um, in that particular episode of, you know, of Kevin Hart with the pivot, he was, he even mentioned, yeah, like name some, like name five groups that are still in it. Mm -hmm. Um, even from a, uh, you know, a music standpoint of like Rockefeller, Swiss, like Rough Riders, all this, like, it all comes down to money like uh, you know what group throws me off still to this day right uh sh shout out to my boo because we were speaking on this uh not too long ago uh drew hill remember drew hill i don't know you don't remember you don't listen do you listen to r&b are you just a rap person i do i do no i, I actually listen to more r&b than rap believe it or not but uh and you don't know, don't drew, know hill? drew hill I'm um, gonna have to look him up. 
Oh, come on. Uh, you know I had Egypt. a weird experience. I know. Egypt. You know, don't I get it. Fun of me too I got to remember Egypt. There's a transition period. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah, when you, you know, started little, listening. I don't know if you started there, listening there to... There was a layover. Right, right, right. Yeah, there, was a, there was a layover. I'm, I'm just going to assume <laughs> that you started listening to R&B under the Chris Brown days. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. That's right. Uh, he's sounds like, a, that's right. right. That's, that, that that's, actually that makes sense. Right. That, I ain't even going to hold you. Right. That yeah, right. That's not really not R&B, but that's cool. That's great. So... So Drew Hill was a uh, really famous R&B group growing up, right? And now they're touring, but they're, it's like not even the original members. It's like one group meshed with another group and now they're calling themselves the most successful group, right? And of course, pride, ego, money, all that hits and it's like, yo, we see some of these like from like brands and, and, and music artists and things like that, that we've seen such success with them. And maybe it's just a reminder. Like I said, what is the big goal, the big vision and how are you incorporated in that? Because I think just some people just felt left behind. And mm-hmm. like, it just isn't necessarily communicate. Look, we want to do this at this moment. This person is in the front running, but l- let's talk about your goals. Because at the end of the day, if you still meet those goals, it doesn't even matter what's happening. You met those goals and like, be honest with the goals. Yo, I'm trying to make this. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do this with this particular situation that we're in. Cool. Right. Um, I want to go real quick because, uh, there's this part when Kevin Hart interviewed Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson went in on ego in this interview. Right. So before, uh, it was funny cause you know, he, he said he battles with ego issues and things like that. And he's like, you want to know what what my ego is saying right now? And Kevin Hart was like, yeah. He's like, who is this little dude? Like, what has he done mm. for us? Like, do you know what I got you? I got you belts. I got you money. I got you girls. I got you all this. What has this person done? That's what my ego is saying right now. I have to, can't, I have to calm it down. But and I'm like, it that triggered me, and I didn't have that part because it was too much too much cursing. But that triggered me because I'm like, yo, we, I look, I'm not gonna say we, right? I look at some people like, what, like what you've done, like, I get it, mm. but like what, what have you done? Because I've done certain things. Not saying I'm all that. Not saying that, but. Uh, I've done certain things. What, what have you done in my field that I have to listen mm-hmm. to what you have to say? Boom. When he said that, he's like, yo, that's my ego hitting. Right. I was like, but then he said something of like, you know, what happens when you stay in your ego too long? So let's go into that. Follow that guy till he broke me. Ah. And I'm back on my knees. Okay. Because that's where you're going to be if you hang out with him too long. He's good for 
a duration of time and it gets you to the destination you need to go, but this, oh, it's so painful. And when, and when you hear he, he's speaking about ego. And I'm like, mm-hmm. is, is the fall, and, and I think he, he's verbalized this, the fall of, of Mike Tyson is purely ego. When we saw him on the canvas, on deck, it's all because he thought he was too good. He was doing all these different things. He didn't have to do what he needed to do before. He was just bigger than Dow. I could do this. You don't have to do like the ego, the negative side of ego is what is the fall of a lot of our great people, period. Yeah. You're going to be on yeah. the floor. Yeah. It's so scary because at the time, you there, there really isn't a clear way to tell the difference between the healthy side and the unhealthy side of ego. Right. Because... It feels as though you're winning because of your ego. A lot of times you don't know that. But truth is, ego unchecked is dangerous. Dangerous. I mean, there's only one way out, and it's usually at the bottom. Very few people can escape without any scratches or mistakes. It's because... You know, eventually it catches up to you. you. You think that you'll never decline, you'll never fall. And again... I believe, especially in a in a in a combat sport like boxing, that that mentality you probably need to have it to win, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you're in the ring, and I can only imagine this, right? I've only taken like some boxing classes, not even close to fought uh, okay. amateur or anything like that. But I'm just saying, if you're in the ring, yeah, and you're you're thinking about, oh, what if I get hit, or what if I get hurt, or what if this happens to me? You, you've already lost. You might as well just say, hold up, uh, mm-hmm. I'm out. I'm, I'm checking out. Mm-hmm. So it's the mentality of you can't beat me. I'm, you know, that Muhammad Ali almost was sounds like affirmation, but it really was an ego. It was, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm the greatest in the world, this kind of thing. So you need it to win. But how do you how do you get off that escalator without tipping over at the top? You know, it's, it's that's that's a. That's crazy, man. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I got I to gotta imagine that at some point you think that that's what you need to win. And that's why you make that mistake yep. as opposed to saying, OK, I got a healthy dose of it. Let me cut it off here and go. I feel very few people have done it. Probably the one example, although he he did split from the team, but it's still successful nonetheless, is Jay-Z. Probably. I, I would say maybe because, I you know, even listening to him speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's very he's expressing a lot of gratitude to Kevin Hart and all that. So, yeah, I, I don't know that I've seen too many examples of that though. Yeah, we we will be in the search, and it's a ba- I mean, it's a battle. It's it's just yeah. a battle. I I I deal with it at times. Um, it's a battle, and so but it, it it always has to start with just awareness. Like these mm-hmm. are the things. This is. The, the patterns that we've seen. This is what it causes. This is what, how you should feel. Like what Kevin Hart said, like, yo, I, you know, I know who I am and nothing's going to compromise that. Like you, you doing whatever you need to do, you winning is not going to make me think less of me. You making more, you going in and getting these particular accolades, this is not going to make me 
think less of me. This is just going to amplify the reason why we did this. Mm-hmm. So it's just remembering, remembering, remembering. If you got to write it all over the place, remembering why you have the team you have. Collaborate with the people that you have. Why you created certain things. Just remembering the real reason and how does it benefit everybody, I think is is a cheat of maybe keeping that ego in check. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I agree. Now, we, we got to talk more about this, uh, this Jay-Z uh interview because you know it's rare when Jay-Z comes outside it's very rare right um we we have this other clip that I had to pick because I feel like we create different brands and businesses because we just want to be in in the mix we just we just want to be a part of it right so um this clip kind of speaks on it and then we're going to expand a little bit more like I said, some people like fall in love with the announcement. So their mind is not on the success of said thing. It's on the announcement and showing people like, look, I'm in this space too. You know, I want to do the other version. I want to do the, the Burger King version of this McDonald's mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's not based on their love or passion of what they want to do. It's based on getting the look that that makes people think we're, we're, we're equal. Yeah. So, um, it's funny in the in the uh, in the interview, he started to say, "Yeah, LeBron came out with this," and then he's like, "Oh no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say no names. I'm not gonna say no names, right?" But uh, I, I'm, I'll I'll use that kind of example where one person may come out with a uh, alcoholic beverage, and then all of a sudden everybody else has an alcoholic beverage. One person. Mm-hmm. Uh, may come out with a sneaker. Then everybody comes out with a sneaker. One person, yeah. like you, you just want to fit in, right? And I think there still has to be a level of passion and love into when you do something like that. Like your motive shouldn't just be because I want to be a part of it to be a part of it to be in the in crowd because that's all you're trying to do. When you create certain things like that, you're just trying to be in the in crowd. It's not even being relevant. It's just being part of the popular kids. It's not, yo, I really love this. I do want to be part of the space and I think I could kill it. Right? But I really have like I have an understanding of it. I have a, a you know, some thoughts and, and perspectives that I feel like I could really add to this particular space, not to say I have it to have it. Yeah, no, that's, I I put that under my belt, right? Because those Mm -hmm. don't last long. Those are real, like those are seasons again. And, and, and what I'm realizing as we speak more in, in this podcast is that, you know, we're, we're unveiling certain seasons of people's brands. And sometimes that's not that bad, right? Like having a season of being in a particular space sometimes isn't bad but the motives are bad right the i want to be in it just to be in it i want to have it because this person has it 
Uh, and I want, like he said, I want to be known as an equal. So, uh, for example, if Moose, uh, you know, started working with an eye uh, company, right? Like has his own line of glasses, right? Here I am like, well, bump my contacts. Hold on. You know what? Mm. T- come well, on with it. I partnered. <laughs> I, I, I come uh, ready. What are we talking right. about? Right? Like, um, that's, I have no interest in glasses. I am, mm-hmm. I'm nothing like, but I see what Moose is doing. And I'm like, well, for us to stay in the same lane. And sometimes it's not even on no competition or anything. It's like, yo, just so you know, I'm still in this game. Like, I'm going to do exactly the same thing. If I want to be known as one of the greats and mm-hmm. LeBron is is opening up a school, having a, a liquor company, owning 17 different sports teams and this, like, I, I'm going to have uh, a team in rugby. You know what? Mm. I'm going to have a rugby team. You don't even watch rugby. Yeah, but I own a team. I own a cricket team, a bowling team. Like, okay, you're trying to be innovative for no reason. Mm. Like, so I, I, we, we have to always bring in motives. If our motives are pure, then it works, right? It, yeah. it, regardless of the timing, it works, right? But if our more, if our motives are not pure, and we're just trying to be in the space. Then one, it won't last long. Two, people could see right through that. Three, you will never beat the person or even maybe seem in the same line as the one you're trying to keep up with. Yeah, yeah. I, I said this, and I'm, I'm, this, this is a big theme. A lot of us need to focus on this. Stay in your zone of genius. Mm-hmm. Stay in your zone of genius. But what a lot of us may fail to realize, and I'm, I'm going to offer a different perspective here in a second, but... We got to remember that if I'm into something because you're in it, there's a very big chance that I don't know the ins and outs of it, especially if you're passionate about that thing. So I'm going to get out of my zone of genius to chase something that you've activated just so that I can, in the hopes of staying in competition or possibly beating you at it, there's no way I can beat you at something that you are more proficient in. Right. It's, it's just difficult. It, it's it's the concept of, you know, what, what C said, uh, Michael Jordan playing golf or something like that. Right. It's like, oh, he's the greatest athlete in the world. But then you see oh playing baseball on me. You see him play baseball. and You're like, oh, OK, hold up a second. Um, maybe he's not the greatest athlete. He's the greatest basketball player, which makes sense. Right. But think of how much of a time waste that was. You left the sport that you were dominant in to go try to possibly succeed at something that you like or you saw other people doing. Right. I'm not saying that was Mike's reason, but just think of it as if that was the cause, right? It just makes no sense. Why not stay in your zone of genius and figure out ways to become even more dominant, right? That makes the most sense. So for that, for that reason, or, or you know, as it relates to this topic, for sure, I think immediately of this concept of staying in our zone of genius and not letting these these ideas or whatever they are, insecurities, pull us to do something just to come up with somebody else that probably doesn't even make sense for them. 
Honestly, if you actually want to beat the next person or be in competition with the next person or stay up to date with the next person, in a ways, you got to continue to do things that you're great at. Now, just for the sake of understanding, because this was the beginning of the topic after all, or the beginning of the episode, there is a fine line between what we're talking about and when we, what we started with by saying you have to innovate and embrace the next generation to stay relevant, right? There is a fine line with that because ultimately, even with how you do any of these strategies, you shouldn't dump what you're doing and go all in onto the next thing to stay relevant or to keep up with the next person. They have to be more strategic drips to see, okay, let me try this. That's why I said try, don't feel threatened, right? So for the sake of understanding that is, that's that. I will say this, and maybe I'm the only one, but I think I suffer from or struggle with, suffer seems too crazy, struggle with the polar end of that. Meaning I will not do something because that, by the way, not do something that could be good for me, mm. that is to my benefit, because I saw somebody else do it. Mm. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I'm, again, I don't know if I'm the only one. I'm sure I'm not. I hope I'm not, because that would be weird. But yeah, I got to figure out a way to get out of this idea of I'm not going to do it even if it's helpful for me because somebody else is doing it. I've spoken about it a few times before, but quite honestly, I don't know that mentally I've bought into or I've quieted my pride down enough to say, yeah, no, you should still be doing this. You know, like, you know, that those times when you know to, how to say the right thing, but you really don't believe it, you're not convicted or bought into it. So you're an only child too. Maybe you, you connect with this. It's, Maybe it's yeah, an only child syndrome. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't, I don't like doing, once I start seeing people, even if I started it and I see everybody else do it, I don't want to do it. I don't mm. want to do it no more. I'm over it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's the innovate. I don't know if it's the only child, but it's definitely the innovator in me yeah. to like, yeah. okay, you thought of that. You're going to get the most situations from it. I want to come up with my own stuff. So I'm not going to do what you do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got to work around that. There's got to okay. be a healthier balance to it. Yeah. It's I okay. think that's that's what our podcast that's what our podcast helps us do honestly or or I hope help other people do is is finding out the healthy balance. You know, as as Nip would say, too much of anything is a liability. So that should let you know there's got to be a balance with a lot of different things because there's a lot of ingredients to the 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 sauce of success. But you uh you got to find your balance, man. You got to find your taste buds. That's a fact. Listen, people, we have one more topic, but we're going to bring it into the after show, people. We're going to bring it to the after show, so make sure uh, you subscribe to the All Access Squad from uh, Apple Podcasts. We do have something coming soon, soon uh, for my non-Apple people, um, so stay tuned with that. Of course, uh, please, please, please leave a review. I haven't asked that for a while. Leave a review. Okay, uh, we read them, we love them, leave a review. And uh, once again, if you want to be part of Ecamm Live, you see and hear what we've been doing, uh, com slash Ecamm for your 14-day trial. Uh, Moose, final words. 
Yeah, my favorite thing is hearing you say www. I struggle. I struggle. It's the three W's. I'm <laughs> going to say three W's. Thank you. Yeah. Three W's dot. I'm going to do that for now because I really struggle. Yeah. I'd be like, WW, did I say too many? Yo, <laughs> this time, is what's happening in my head. I feel like you're, yeah, I feel like you're consciously thinking like, did I say one too many or you're one right. too I'm like, did like, I only w, say two or did w, I say w, four? W, w. No, yeah, this is a fact. Yeah. Do I, did I only say two or did I say four? That's what always processes in my head. Yeah, maybe maybe it's the New Yorker accent because they sound like four, but right. I guess you do say three. Thank it's like you. W, okay. W, w. Okay. I'm, <laughs> you understand my pain because I'm like I'm I do, really struggling. I do. I do. Funny, funny stuff. Final words, man. Trust your timing. Nothing deep. Trust your timing. You know, if if you're frustrated and things are not going your way, trust your timing. If you wish you could be further ahead, trust your timing. If you wish that you could be winning a little bit more, trust your timing because when it's your season, ain't nothing going to stop you. So trust your timing. 